0: How you doing? Pretty early this morning. Got up at, uh, at 4.30. Uh, going to be an exciting day. i got to head down to Fresno, go see a couple of projects, look at a, uh, at a property or two, but more importantly, really start to meet the folks at the hub and create some action plans. I'm going to start off the day by meeting with EVC Homes, who were one of the uh, Great uh, flippers who build, who create just these luxury homes kind of at the entry level most of the time. So pretty fun. I'm gonna go see them, see how we can help. Then gonna meet with uh, Michael Hernandez, uh, who is an agent in the office, and really try to create a plan uh, to have him be a, a conduit between uh, out of out of area investors and uh, in Fresno. A lot of you watching this are. Researching Fresno now, and, and I want to make sure Michael uh, Michael's a resource for you. Uh, then going to be meeting with a uh, a young uh, you know entrepreneur who does some project management, it's doing some some lead generation for me. So uh, we're going to see uh, we're going to see how we can ramp that up, and then finally going to buy some furniture and fill up my office. So it's uh, it's a spot that I am proud to call my own and invite more and more of you to kind of come, come down and check it out. The final big piece of the the hub, the project that I'm, I'm running in Fresno goes in, I think this weekend, which is going to be some fake grass. So I can, uh, I can save on some water because it gets so hot in Fresno. But in the end, let's get to the uh, financial notes of the day. And as the kind of title indicated, we're, we're still on a, on a positive path, right? Uh, it looks like uh, something that I pointed out last Friday, I think, looks like it's coming together. Uh, looks like there's a Brexit deal on the table uh, that both sides, the EU and the UK, are are tweeting about. And you know, one is calling it a great new Brexit deal, uh, and then the other is calling it fair and balanced, like the first trade war kind of break in the positive direction. This is now collaborated by both sides, which is uh, which is important. I guess we'll just move to the trade war since we're kind of on that track. Uh, it looks like for the first time I've seen a date for when the you know trial phase or phase one is set to go. Uh, it was looking to be written over the next three weeks, which I'll say week one is done. Uh, people are going to people are going to increasingly call BS on this if we don't see something soon. However, uh, we haven't seen any kind of tit for tat stuff going on in the news so uh, maybe you know I think there might be some really honest effort to get something done uh, that said uh, it's pretty clear uh, that the only way to a full agreement is both sides drop all tariffs uh, which is uh, which is still some work to be done so we'll see what's going on there and then lastly again continuing on a good trend is it looks like uh, the GMUAW strike might. Uh, be coming to an end as a deal seems to have been struck that now needs to be evaluated by the full, I think, the full UAW uh, organization. So pretty uh, pretty good set of news. And to read read some of the articles about the people on strike, it's just like I thought. I thought uh, the longer this went on, the, the more strength the GM have. Yes, they've lost $2 billion uh, in this time, but they'll likely make at least a portion of that up. Um, you know as it's as it's been about a month or so so it's um, you know again those three things all seem to still be trending in a positive direction one week later um, none resolved yet uh, although I think the UAW uh, GM strike could be over by the weekend so that would be awesome a couple other things I have noted first off Morgan Stanley completes the big four banks and uh, beat expectations handily uh, you would have thought you know being a bank in this environment with low interest rate was sort of tough three out of the four said not for us uh, with beating and beating pretty handily so um, interesting times another thing we've seen is another report that says the quote-unquote wealthy are in cash uh, more than they've been historically uh, in this case I, I, I frankly can't believe this number because it is just so big but It seems that um, the wealthy, and again, this article didn't define wealthy, uh, but they have 27.1% of their net worth in cash. That just seems, that just doesn't seem right, right? Because if you have a lot of real estate and these kinds of things, to think that you have a quarter of your equity in cash, that just doesn't feel right. But I can only report what I read. And uh, needless to say, uh, I think it is true that the wealthy are in more cash than they were a year ago. I think that is a factual statement. But 27.1, I think, I think what they may have done is they have their trading accounts are 27.1% cash, which is very different than net worth. Uh, But we'll see. I guess it really doesn't matter. They're in more cash than they've been in the past. And then the last thing I noted is. uh, the millennials, uh, you know, I think it's like, I forget the age group. I should have written it down. Whatever millennial is, it's like twenty-three to thirty-eight these days. Uh, but it looks like there is already six hundred thousand of them. Again, according to CNBC, uh, that are millionaires on paper, right? That's net worth of over a million dollars. And I find this odd uh, because the millen- millennials get beaten up in the press all the time, right? And frankly, some of it's true, uh, but. You know, each generation has its own thing, right? So let's not pretend like we, Generation X or, or Baby Boomers, didn't do stupid things. Um, but they are, um, there's a couple things about them, you know, the, as you break down the article. First and foremost, uh, they own more real estate. Again, the 600,000 of them, right, not all millennials, but the 600,000 of them own more real estate than past generations at this age, Uh which I thought was interesting, because a lot of the millennials that we hear about, they don't want to buy a home. So maybe they're renting where they live, but they are buying investment properties, uh, which I thought was interesting. It also cited that they were more likely to invest in real estate as a form of long-term wealth generation, which I thought was interesting. Uh, The last thing is, it seems like 60%, so quick math says 60% of 600,000 is 360,000 of them live in two states. And I bet you can guess them. One is California and the other is New York. Um, So it seems like a lion's share of these millionaire um, millennials probably got that way on tech or finance. Um, But they're, you know, they're frankly, their frugal lifestyle uh, is rewarding, right? They aren't picking up the extra cars and, and silliness that the Generation X and that's where I fall I did. I remember at that age, it was all about which whip or car you could buy and, you know, alarms and stereo systems and just silly things. So they are, um, they're saving more. They're investing strategically and, uh, it's going pretty well for them. So in the end, that's, that's today's market update. I wanted to make sure I recorded this, got up extra early for you. Uh, now I'm going to shut down and get on the road and start an exciting day of, um, you know, setting up some some meetings at at the hub in Fresno so that we can help and serve more and more of you. All right, everybody, have a great day. Thanks.